Welcome to the podcast, Your Time with James Sweetman. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Your Time with James Sweetman. I'm delighted this week to be joined by Rob Cullen. Rob, you're so welcome. Thanks for having me. Uh, let me give you a bit of background on Rob before we get the sleeves rolled up and get stuck into what I'm sure will be a great conversation. Uh, you may have come across Rob and his wife Yvonne in the media in recent times because over the course of the last two years, Rob with his wife Yvonne lost a whopping 13 stone between them. Uh, this led to them finding a new passion for food, which in turn created a motivation in and, and an interest in cooking. Um, I followed them on Instagram, but we'll get into that social media stuff in a bit. Uh, Rob now delivers keynote talks and presentations to organizations, sharing their story of their weight loss journey and their lifestyle changes. Uh, Rob also shares practical tips and ideas and techniques that worked for them. And hopefully will give us plenty today as well that will show us how we can apply some of those tips, maybe not just personally, but professionally as well. So, Rob, I've been looking forward to this conversation because, of course, we, we bump into each other at conferences way back in the day when, when conferences were like networking things. Like networking things. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably the polite way of phrasing it. <laughs> um, um, and, 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 of course, I'm, I'm well aware of the how would I say it, the, the motivational and inspirational journey that yourself and Yvonne have been, have been on. And what I often think is really impressive for, with, with people who make lifestyle changes and, and weight loss, you, you know, you often, you know, you hear of them, you know, gaining the weight again, or, you know, it was only temporary. But for, your, but for yourselves, it's, it, 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 it has been a genuine lifestyle change. What, what has been, talk, talk us through, because I'm so excited to get into the tips, but talk us through where that started for you or what got you and Yvonne on that journey. I think like there was a there was a few you know trigger points and we we it's something we always get asked because people always kind of say like what was that trigger point and there was probably a few the main one we'll always go back to is when we came back from a wedding we were at in Spain um, and just looking back on some of the photographs and videos you were just thinking like you know this is we need to change people were you could see even in the video people were laughing when you were laughing with you or laughing at yeah. you or laughing at your dancing. It was probably hard, but I suppose, you know, when you're feeling a bit down, you're always going to look at the, you know, the negative side of it. Maybe they were laughing at us or maybe they are laughing at how we look. And we just thought, look, we've two young boys, mm. Liam and Tommy, now they're 12 and 7 now. So at the time they were probably sort of, you know, 9 and, and, and 4 or so. Um, and we just wanted to be there for them. And we wanted, I, I remember playing football with my dad in the park and, and I struggled to run around the park playing with the kids. I struggled mm. to tie their laces I probably struggled to do my own laces if truth be known and we just knew like we tried different diets we tried different things you know giving up a certain food group going on soup diets and all these type of things and you know they all work short term yeah and that could be like anything from a week to you know your 10 day detox to you know a month thing but they're very hard to sustain and they're very hard to you know continue for for long term mm. and what happens generally on them is you you know, you lose the weight and then you put it on and probably put it on twice. So that was really what, what, what clicked with us. And I can never, you know, even looking back, think what was that sort of light bulb moment. But it was something must have clicked that we just said, no, this is it. Like we've tried different things. We just need to, for our own health, for the sake of the boys. Um, I'd been to a few talks and you mentioned we go to different events. Yes. And I'd seen Jerry Hussey speak. Yes. 
and he was talking about, you know, imagine yourself as, you know, an eight-year-old kid and that eight-year-old kid was looking at you now. Would they be happy with you? Would they be happy with your career? Would you be happy with how you look? Would you be happy of what you're eating on a regular basis? What you're drinking? Are you drinking too much? Mm. You know, the activities, have you kept them up, what you were doing as an eight-year-old kid to now? And it was a bit worrying for me and I kind of had to get up. It was in Crow Park and I kind of had to get up and walk out of the room because I was just thinking, you know what? The answer to all these is is no. Mm. And I'm the only one that can change it. So it was kind of, that was the, the four sort of point of it. And that was probably in June or July. And it was August when we went on, the, went to the wedding in Spain. And it was probably around mid-August when we came back that we, we decided, sorry, the start of August when we came mm. back, we just said, okay, this is it. We're going to do it. But it, it was, was a combination decision. of, yeah, and that yeah. was it. And, and, and the, the great thing about it, and one thing that I do talk about regularly is, you know, the, the strength and support we had for each other and doing it together, you know, really proves that, you know, if you, if you partner up with somebody, if you have somebody by your side to support you, you're not going to fail. And I think that the two of us supported each other immensely throughout those two years. And still do, obviously. Yeah, yeah. No, you're 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 so right because there's the there's the accountability bit. You don't want to let you know your 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 partner, your wife, your husband down. Um, and then if you're low, they can pick you up and vice versa. Um, exactly. Yeah. I know there's been plenty yeah. of moments where you think, oh, let's do this, or let's go out for dinner, or let's have a takeaway, or affect this. I'm fed up doing this. You know, but one of us. You know, and more times than not, in fairness, probably Yvonne with our psychology background would be mm. like, no, this is this is what we're doing. We, we've we planned our meals for the week. We know what we're having. So today I'm going to make, you know, yes. yeah. a um, homemade curry and we're not going to order in a curry. Yeah, yeah. Now, I think you're touching on something there that I realized in the last three months of this COVID lock-in, lockdown, cocooning period is planning the meals. Talk to me a bit about that because I think, Rob, that's probably one of the, the handrails in this um, Absolutely. process. Yeah. Mm. And I think if, it, if when you think about it logically, a lot of people you know, make bad choices around food because they haven't planned ahead. Mm. So they might come home from work on a Tuesday evening and you know, it's, it's been a busy day, possibly been an epoxy day. You know? yeah. And the first thing they think is, look, let's just get a takeaway. Let's have a glass of wine. I need to sit down and, and relax. I don't want mm. to cook. Or they might, you know, take something out of the freezer that's probably not too, you know, nutritious, probably mm. not great to eat, but it's, it's, you know, they're looking at it as a quick and simple and it's throwing a pizza in the oven and we'll just have that. So yeah, you're you're hungry. Hungry. yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, we've learned that like you can cook up a pretty decent meal in, in about 15 minutes. So it's, mm. it's generally not the time. Um, but planning ahead is, is a big thing for us. So every sort of Saturday, Sunday, we'll you know, make out a list of what we'd like to make for our dinners. We'll write it on the, the, the board that we have, mm-hmm. and then we'll go shopping to get the stuff for the week. So it's, it's planning ahead and planning that's, ahead all the time. Yeah, and that, that obviously is a well-ingrained habit for you now. And it's something that I sort, oh, of, knew the, I sort of knew the theory of that, Rob, but it's only yeah. since the the COVID-19 crisis that we've started to do that here. And I have to say it's made, it's made a big difference. Now, I think, I think the catalyst at our end was, I only want to go to a supermarket once a week. I think that, yeah. I think that was the catalyst for it. But I was only saying to Brian, I said, let's, let's keep that habit going because I think it's, 
if you're looking to make the healthy lifestyle choices, you you cannot come home at six o'clock in the evening and say, what are we going to get from our, for our dinner when the stomach yeah. is grumbling and you're reaching for something. Um, yeah, and that that's when you make the bad choices. Yeah. And just to clarify as well, and I always, I always try and clarify, like we'll plan what we're having. We put it on the menu board that we yeah. have. So anybody that follows, you know, Yvonne on Instagram will mm-hmm. see that she tries to put that up every week. The, the menu board but we don't actually make the food so we don't like you see loads of pictures of people with you know 30 and 40 lunch boxes put yes. out on their kitchen table yes. this is my food for the week to me that just screams i'm on a diet i'm on a regime and i would hate to think that i'd have to do that so oh, what we do yeah. is we'll make a list of what we're having so we're having you know a chicken curry we're having mm. a, a burgers and chips we're having you know the the lasagnas we're having the spaghetti bolognese we're having it our meat free monday dish we're having whatever it might be you know for the whole week um and we vary it around we try yes. to something that we've tried to do as well is do 30 days 30 different meals oh okay. um, and and just the reason for that is just having that variety as well but we don't cook anything in advance yes we, we just know you know we're doing something with mince you know, tonight to make sure the mince is out of the freezer yeah. or we have the mince in the fridge or we have our our, our veg and our, our carbs and wherever we need all the sauces and spices that we make ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, we have everything, all the ingredients are there um, and we have, you know, the makings of it, but we don't make it in advance. You're not making it in advance. Yeah, yeah, no, no that's the same. Unless I know with ourselves here, do the same thing, you know, what's the Saturday or Sunday before we do the shop on a Sunday morning, what's the plan for the week ahead? And it might, it might, there might be a few little alterations within it, but the substance yeah. is there because the shop is done and then it's cooked on the day. Tell me how... And the, how, and the one thing as well, on, on yeah. that as well, James, is is when you're doing that on a Saturday or Sunday, you know, you might have to come up with 10, 12, 15 ideas yeah. that both of you agree on. Yeah. And make sure you're thinking, oh yeah, that sounds lovely. I like the sound of that. Yes. Oh, I can't, I'm looking forward to that. Because if on Sunday you're making the list and you're putting something on it, you know, that isn't really exciting you, you know, for Thursday. Mm-hmm. On Thursday, you're still not going to be excited by it. <laughs> you're, you're, going to, you're going to think... Oh, will we? And actually, you'll fall back into that effect that I'm not cooking those, you know, chicken breasts, you know, um, today I'll do yeah. something else. Yeah. So it's, yeah. It's, it's making sure, you know, you're excited by the, the food that you're eating. And look, there's endless amount of variations of any type of recipes and, and foods that we're eating. That's why it's so easy, I think, to do different variations. It, Bring it that is. color into it. Oh, for know, sure. Adding the spice to it. Yeah. Like we started falling in love again with um, coconut milk and stuff like that yeah. just for making different types of curries and curry paste. And again, it's, you know, anything can be made with a bit of stock and spice. You don't need yeah. to be buying these you know, jars of made-up sauce because we all know they're full of sugar and yeah. um, everything else that's in them. It's so oh, easy to make your own sauces. It is. It requires the decision to do it and maybe the time to do it. But of course, you, and I tell me if I'm wrong on this one, Rob, but was it your, one of your first loves was food? Was it after school? Was it catering after school, college or yeah, something? Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't catering, yeah. There you I go. for a couple of years after um, after secondary school. So we, I was in the... Um, Sarah College and then Calvary Street. Mm-hmm. So training to be a chef. And then I was going on to Athlone for the third year, final year of it. Mm-hmm. And I got a summer job with my dad in John Players. And that summer job turned into a 10-year job. And I never right. went back to do it. Right. But I do, I do love cooking and I always did. 
But I have to say, and I'll, I'll always say, no matter where I'm talking, is Yvonne is a much better cook than I am mm-hmm. because she just has that sort of instinct to add the color and the spices and and how she would be very much like the master chef where I'm like the home cook. Yeah. Where she when she's posting the picture of it, everything has to be, you know, perfect on the plate and she just does it normally where it would take me 10 minutes to put something together <laughs> on the plate the way she's doing it. She has generally I'll say you take a picture of your plate <laughs> I'm starting mine already. <laughs> I'm tucking in. Yeah, yeah. Mine, mine is just thrown on the plate, <laughs> topped up with all the veg. Where Yvonne's is the, is the master chef. I'm probably a bit with Yvonne because what's my phrase? Brian will say to me, James, you don't eat with your eyes, you eat with your mouth. And I said, but it needs to be appealing. But we, we've spoken about it. And I follow, of course, yourselves on Instagram. And it's, uh, it's Rob and Yvonne is the Instagram yep. handle uh, for the colourful inspiration, for the food styling, for the weekly menus. Uh, and then, of course, you have your own website as well, robinivonne.ie. Yeah, and I think that's just the backup of the, the yeah. Instagram. To be fair, Instagram, Yvonne does all the stuff on Instagram um, and it's it's kept up on a, a, a daily basis, two or three times a day of, of, you know, the different foods that we're eating. And it could be even snacky things like Yvonne, yeah. she's a great baker and she probably gets that from her dad who we spoke about yes, earlier, yes, you know, yeah. where she she's, she'd be baking things with you know, um, porridge oats, so flapjacks and energy mm. balls and, you know, things like that that we we do in batches. Yvonne would be doing them during the, during the week as well. And they're great things to have, you know, for during the week, especially, you know, what all of us are working from home now. Yes. Something that you can you can snack on that's tasty. It's, you know, it keeps you going. It, it does, a lot of them are sweet things as well, so they're, they're not as bad. But, like... I don't really like the term good and bad food or guilt-free yes, food or anything yes, like yes. that. It's, 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 it's tasty and it's nutritious and you know what's in it, which is the main thing. Yeah, yeah. And tell me, how, how are your two boys with the eating regime? Because I know some parents out there, you know, will struggle with their children to yeah. get them to eat certain types of food. How, how has it been with your two boys? I think both of us probably learned it from our, our mothers that, we're not in the business of making three different meals or four different <laughs> meals or two different meals. Like wherever's for dinner, the lads will have. Yeah. And um, they do. I mean, I'm amazed because, you know, when I was a kid, I wasn't a great fan of porridge. Now I'd have porridge and, and we probably 20 different ways of doing different porridge things. You know, whether it's blitzing them into pancakes or baking them in the oven t- that nearly makes like a, a cake of them or just having them normally, if you like, with, different types of milk whether it's chocolate milk or coconut mm. milk or um ordinary milk or yogurt or you know berries and fruits and stuff like that there's loads of different things but the lads are the same the lads will have porridge every morning they, wow. they have their own little favorites tommy the, the smallest lad that's seven he has his mixed with a bit of yogurt and a raw egg and he puts wow. it in the microwave <laughs> puts it in the microwave in a he does it himself he puts it in a cup so yeah. a, like a mug puts it in the microwave for two minutes and then plops it out and it comes out like a little dome cake. Um, <laughs> and then he puts a bit of yogurt and, and berries or Nutella even sometimes yeah. on top of it. And, and that's his, he has that every day. It fills you up as well, which is great. Um, but generally they would eat, you know, the, the same meals as us. Now, yes, they'll have their, their treat days where they might get a, you know, a pizza or they might yeah. get, you know, something different than us. But more times than not, they'll have the, the same food as us. We'll probably have a little bit more veg than they do. Mm-hmm. Um, Tommy is not a great lover of, of 
the spicier stuff. So the three, actually Liam, the, the 12-year-old loves the spicy food. So we'd have the same and Tommy might have a milder version. And yeah. by that, I mean, we'll, we'll mix more yogurt into natural yogurt into his to mild it down a little bit. Um, but generally, they, they'll have the same foods. So whether it's the, the rice or the pasta or the, you know, the different types of, of carbs that we're having with our meals, they, they'll have the same. Um, they'll have a smaller version you know, especially if we're cooking, you know, chickens or steaks or wherever it might be. But generally, more times than not, they're having the same meal as us. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the meals that we're cooking are family friendly. The, the whole idea of, of when Yvonne set up the Instagram page was that we're a normal couple, working couple with, you know, two kids. So all our meals are, are quick and simple for anybody to do. And that's the message is the food is easy to do. And so is the weight loss. If you put your mind to it, you know, it's it's simple it's common sense i'm not saying it's easy but it, it's it's simple and if we can do it anybody can and that's yeah, for and the I, weight loss and the food yeah i think that's a that's a powerful message because you know listening listening to you to you speak about it it's um um it, it's it's like it's a decision it's it, it starts with a decision to make some changes and yes yeah. there might be a little bit of discipline in there but i always think that discipline is in pursuit of something you know it's not discipline for the sake of it it's it's for better feeling ultimately what yeah. has been what has been some of the i suppose the unforeseen positive byproducts from making those changes rob so some of the positive things. That yeah, yeah. Definitely a new wardrobe anyway. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Did you keep any of the old stuff just for a reminder? I, I have. <laughs> we were on Ireland AM there just before the lockdown. And yeah. he did ask me to bring in a pair of trousers. Oh, okay. actually, I, I, the only ones I could find were, were my wedding trousers. So they're going back now 10 years. Yeah. But like they were a size 44, I think. Gosh. Um, and what, is, what, is, what is the waist measurement now go on <laughs> about 30 32 depending wow. on it generally yeah down to a 30 I did at one stage get down to a 28 yeah it was kind of and it's a bit like I, I got a lot of you know I got a lot of new stuff shorts and t-shirts and that that were all size small yeah I was kind of thinking like I used to be XXL yeah and even the XXL were tight right. I didn't like wearing them because they were tight and then I was sort of putting myself in these size small t-shirts that were also tight, <laughs> but at the other end of the scale. So I was thinking, you know, I'll just go medium and I'll be I'll have that little bit of medium all around. So, and even like the shopping online now, and and you know, I know, you know, if I'm buying a hoodie, you know, yep. because I have a hoodie on now, if I'm buying a hoodie, you know, it's size medium comes in the post, and I know it's going to fit me. Where before, yeah. you know, it was it was harder to go in and different shops at different sizes where now I, I generally can get a size 30 jeans so fit me and I can get a, a medium short medium t-shirt medium hoodie wherever it might be and they'll fit me yeah but I think the, the on the other side of that as well is um like the helping others has been a great you know I had two or three calls yesterday and I get them every day whether they mm. come through the website or LinkedIn or or Twitter or wherever mm. they might come through, people just looking for help and advice. Um, and I think it's it shows that, you know, I'm not saying people don't need experts, but we don't tell anybody that we're dietitians or mm -hmm. nutritionists or anything like that because we're not giving expert advice. Mm -hmm. We're just giving, you know, air story and, 
you know, air tips and, and advice from what worked for us. Yeah. It might not always work for everybody. But I think people are more interested in that, to be honest with you. You know, because I remember back when, when, when we started, I went to see a, a dietitian probably maybe about eight years ago. And like the best bit of advice was you need to eat more veg. Right. And like I didn't really need a size eight nutritionist or dietitian telling me I needed to yeah. eat more veg. Yeah. You know, I already know that. And I think a lot of the time, you know, weight loss and, and food can be overcomplicated. And everybody's trying to t- sell you quick fixes and, you know, different books that are going to change your life and lose this amount of weight in this amount of time. But it's not sustainable. And, it, you know, it works short term, but doesn't work long term. And, and common sense just doesn't sell. Like, we all know we need to eat more veg. Yeah. We probably need to cut down our portion sizes. We yes. probably need to cut down on the huge amount of processed foods that we eat. Yes. We probably need to cut down on the booze that we're drinking. So we're cutting down on, on those things and eating well enough and, and drinking enough water and getting good sleep. Um, it just falls into place. You know, it is that simple, but it's buying into that lifestyle change and it's cliche. And you yeah. know, sometimes I, I feel like I, I hate saying it because I hate I hated hearing it yes. five years ago. Yes. But it, it's so true. Like it, it's, it's buying into now, like the way we're eating, the way we're, we're, we're drinking, which we don't drink alcohol anymore. Um, but we just decided that because we have, you know, two young kids, they're out training, they're, they're going to mm-hmm. matches. We didn't want to be drinking around them. We've, we're together 20 years, so we've had mm-hmm. enough time, you know, to be drinking and doing the, the weekends away and the, the, the boozy holidays and that. Mm-hmm. So we just chose, look, we, we cut it out for a while, see how it goes. And I suppose when you, you're looking at the, the main reason for it was not to cut down on the booze, it was... Some of the choices you can make when you have a drink on you. Now, I only yeah. mean the choices around food. We're not going yeah. into anything else. But, <laughs> but the choices you make around food, like you might eat badly before you go out. You might eat badly while you're out. So if you're yeah. going to a party and there's, you know, cocktail sausages that are greased and annoying yeah. or breaded yeah. stuff. And you know all that stuff is crap. We all know it's crap. But when you're drinking and having a few points, you're going to pick at it, a few bits and bobs here. Because you're not really conscious with us. It's you like, know, and you're, yeah. just, you're just making, you know, bad choices and eating them and then drinking more and then eating more and drinking more. Then on the way home, you're getting something, you know, because mm-hmm. you, you feel like you need to because you're on the way home from a party. And then the next day you're getting up and you're dying and you're thinking, yeah. oh, I need it to get a greasy food yeah. to stomach so, it and then <laughs> six o'clock in the evening you're thinking well fuck that i'm not making dinner we're going to get a takeaway yeah. and you've lost probably two days so anything you do for the rest of the week has been ruined from that sort of you know night on the on the, the drink so we just decided to cut that out altogether to cut that danger zone away from our lives we decided not to drink so yeah now we'll, we'll we'll still go to parties and we still have to I still have the alcohol-free beer, you know, mm-hmm. there's loads of different alcohol-free versions, mm-hmm. you know, we can drive there, which is a great thing. Now, obviously, during this time, we're not really going anywhere, yeah. but even if we're going to somebody's house or wherever, we're up to my mom and dad's for, for dinner or down to Yvonne's mom for dinner, you know, you can bring the few alcohol-free drinks with you, you can drink, you can you can have the few drinks, you're not making those bad choices, you're aware of of, you know, what you want to eat and what you don't want to eat. And yeah, you know, it's, just it's, for that reason, then it worked for us. Yeah, it's a decision and mm-hmm. it's consciousness. Um, I remember look, the, the, the alcohol slows down your weight loss as well, no matter what way you look at it. So, 
I think I had heard Joe Wick saying that about three years ago, and it just right. clicked to me. He's saying it it, alcohol slows down. Oh yeah, you know it's a depressed. It's you know not going to help me at all. So I'm like, okay, I'm actually going to try and cut it out and see. And of course, there's plenty of sugar in it too. Yeah, the, I mean. Um, Again, tell me if I'm wrong with this one, Rob, but I think we were at something before and, you know, when they, you know, they bring out donuts or scones or whatever else. Yeah. Am I right in thinking that that was something else that you just made the decision and, and you're yeah. kind of on to say, right, no bread, no donuts, no, the pastry sort of stuff. Pastries, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, remember, I remember doing an interview with the, the, the Sunday Independent and um, I done a, you know, a full two-page story we did mm-hmm. and the headline was, Rob hasn't had a pastry in 18 months. <laughs> I'm thinking, like, of all the things they could have come up with, like, they could have come up yeah. with something better than that. I can't remember what it was. The, it was one of the, I think it was the Independent. It was one of those yeah. papers. They could, jeez, they could have, you could have used any headline. But yeah, like I'm, you know, in the day job, I'm working with Dublin Chamber, you yes. know, events every day. So I'm either hosting events, emceeing events, or at events where you're, you know, just surrounded by, you know, the morning breakfasts are generally pasties and scones yeah. and sausage rolls and the, the lunchtime ones are sandwiches and cakes and pastries. So I just made a conscious decision at the very start that I just wasn't going to eat any of them. Yeah. Um, because I knew if I had one at the event on Monday, I'd try and justify it then to have one on the event on a Wednesday and one on the event on a Friday. Before I knew it, I'd be eating them, you know, nonstop again. So I just made that conscious decision. It's just a decision. Yeah, it always reminds me, and it must have been something I read, you know, Bill Cullen, who mm. wrote Penny Apples and that, and I know there was a section of that. It always no relation, unfortunately. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and um, he was speaking about um, health regimes or whatever, and um, I know there was different vitamin supplements and that that I recall him speaking about. But he said for for him, it just starts with a decision. It's it's nothing to do with willpower. Yeah. It's just a decision, and um, uh, you know the decision to drop alcohol, the decision to steer away from pastries. That would be my that would be my challenge. I think Rob, the pastries are my weakness. But the um, um, the the other thing that comes to mind as well is speak a lot about diet was there any more consciousness put into exercise or movement uh, with yourself and Yvonne on this journey yeah I think again at, at the start I tried to get up and away from my desk you know most days if I could at lunchtime just to go for that short sort of 30-40 minute walk right I mean, we're in just beside Marion Square there so I try and do five laps walking on Marion Square okay. listen to a podcast and just you know it's more just to get out of the office and get away from your screen and, and clear the head for a yeah. while and you know, once the weather is good, or even when it wasn't, I tried to get out and just do a bit of walk. And mm-hmm. um, I I talk a lot about habit stacking now as well, and just trying to add things to to something that you're doing on a on a daily basis. So I do I do actually say that I, I do drink an awful lot of coffee. So sure, again, back to the dietitian. The dietitian. <laughs> Have I, have I shared with a dietitian how much coffee I drink now? I don't think they'd be too happy. <laughs> but I try to, like the, the habit stacking is taking something that you're doing on a daily basis and adding a different that's habit not, to it. That's something new. That's a new phrase of mine. Or yeah. that's, that's a new phrase I've come, I, I've not heard before. I like it. Habit stacking. So you're doing yeah, something so, that's sort of working. So, yeah. I'll, I'll give you like two or three quick examples. Like if mm. you're having a shower every morning, mm. which most of us do, like after your shower, try and do something, you know, or add something to your shower. So it might be like a two minute meditation after right. you have a shower. 
So every time you have a shower, you're associating then your meditation with your shower. I do it when I'm making a cup of coffee. So if I put on the kettle to make a cup of coffee, I'll try and do 100 squats while the, the kettle is boiling. So if I can, now I'm not doing it yeah. all the time because I might boil the kettle. I have this, this, this image doing, in my head. Yeah, I'm just doing. Or look, you can, you, yeah. I do it, and, and the funny one that I always talk about is like every time I go to the loo, when I go to the loo, finish going to the loo, put down the, the toilet seat, wash yeah. my hands, dry my hands, and while the toilet is flushing, I try and do like 20 or 30 punches in the oh, mirror. So just okay. like boxing boxing jabs or whatever. Yeah. So just while the while the um the toilet is flushing yeah i do that so every time i and i just start doing that a couple of years ago and and it just becomes normal to be now yeah um, that i'm just i'm just adding it to something that you're, you're doing daily so um the kettle it's, now as i say i don't do it all the yeah. time i might do it two times a day yeah you know when the kettle's boiling i'll try and do a few squats when i go to the loo i'll try and do the, the punches when i have a shower yeah. every morning i'll try and take yeah. that you know two minutes to do a little bit of meditation whatever it might be and people do meditation in different ways some people yeah. listen to music some people sing out loud and i would have a mixture of of probably all the different things that you do just taking that two minutes for yourself to you know think about what's happening throughout the day the usual things that people would say when they're meditating yeah. think of what you're grateful for yeah. you know have a plan for the day just clear your head for for a couple of minutes and then you're ready to go yeah, it, it, it's interesting. I often find that, you know, the, the, the end result behind everything we want, like behind every goal or dream that we have is ultimately a request to feel better. And, yeah. and I suspect that was the same with yourself and Yvonne. It's like we're making these changes because we just want to feel better. But, yeah. but irrespective of the avenue into it, whether it was, say, physical, you know, the weight loss side or spiritual meditation or whatever, it, it, I think it all begins to branch into the, the whole mind, body, spirit, soul um, yeah. aspect of it. It's like whatever your avenue into it is, it sort of branches into the other areas as well. So it's, it's glass that you touch on meditation as well within that. Um, it's also well being. It, yeah. it doesn't have to be too like spiritual. And again, mm. it wouldn't be something that you know we'd be, uh, you know, you know, huge advocates of meditation. We we probably do. And I think looking back over the years, like our, our parents probably did it. Our grandparents. I always think of my granddad sitting in his rocking chair, you know, with his eyes closed, probably yeah. for half of the day most of the time. Yeah. But actually, when you think back at it. That was probably, you know, their ways after a hard day's work coming yeah. in, having their dinner, sitting down. They didn't have the, the Netflix and the Sky Sports the that we have today, yeah. the distraction. So they sit in the corner of, you know, in a rocking chair, rock it for a few minutes with their eyes closed. And yeah. I know if you if I walked in and said, Hi granddad, he'd say hello. So they weren't exactly asleep. Yeah. They were probably just relaxing and closing their eyes. Yeah, so it, it's quiet simple, time. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's simple things like that. And it doesn't have to be too spiritual as i say like a great way for me to meditate is just listening to generally old songs trying to sing along to them you know but having that quiet time as well and and, and it can be done easily enough yeah you know, trying to talk about that one percent better you know just improving yourself by one percent every day spending a bit of time you know on yourself every day as as much as you can just to improve yourself we have a great tendency to compare ourselves to others, and we see that on, you know, on, on social media. Fueled by it, yeah. Ah, oh, it's like if you take in, in the minutes in a week, there's like ten thousand and eighty minutes in a week, mm. which is 
you know, 1,440 minutes in, in a day. If you give yourself 1% of that, so in a week, it's 100 minutes. In, in a day, it's just less than 15. About 14 minutes, wow. you know, to give yourself. And that can be doing anything for yourself. It could be taking that breather. It could be listening to your favorite songs for a few minutes. It could be a little bit of medication. It could be a walk. You know, it could be anything, whether you're treating yourself to yeah. something, you know, whatever it might be, just doing something for yourself. It's a bit of an investment in yourself. Oh, I hear, yeah, and I think I hear you on that one. It, it, it's one thing that a lot of us get wrong as well. Like we're, we're all very much like, I, I love helping others. Yvonne mm. is the same. She's, you know, we're, we're great at supporting others. And sometimes you forget about yourself as well. When you're on the, when you're on your, on the plane and on route to your holiday and you, you'll get the, the safety announcement and they always say it's the one thing that we should always remember in life, you know, in the case of an emergency, put your own life jacket on yeah. first yeah, and then yeah. look after everybody else. Yeah. I think we need to do that more in life ourselves is look after number one and the rest will follow. A lot of us have the tendency to try and, you know, look after our husbands or our wives or our children mm. or our friends or our parents or wherever it might be where if we look after ourselves first, then we're in a better position and a better place to, to be of service. Others. Exactly. Yeah. And I always think, because some people run the concern that that, is, uh, that that is selfish. And I say, no, it's not selfish. It's, the, it's self, all right, but it's the same yeah. self that sits within, you know, self-care or self-esteem yeah. or self-confidence. You know, it's that part of the self that you're just nurturing a little. Gosh, Absolutely. we could chat all day, Rob. <laughs> um, I know as, as we're recording this, so of the country's opening up again a little and we're, yeah, we're, and we're sort it was, of wasn't it announced this morning that the the um the hairdressers yes, and, and barbers are open on the 29th of june you can't see the mop of hair that i have <laughs> and, um, and that's not been that makes no difference to me rob but at that way <laughs> <point. laughs> um, i'm saying nothing <laughs> no the, um um as um how to say it as we're we're sort of coming out of this unprecedented unusual time um uh, any anything else that's in your consciousness rob in relation in relation to you know lifestyle um uh, health keeping the the that the habits going which for you are well installed at this stage but as we sort of move back out into the world from our cocoons a little any other little tips that you might have for people who are looking to make changes or or, or that one percent change almost yeah and i think that, like there's a few i think you know it's starting with yourself i spoke to a guy yesterday as well and he's saying right that's it i'm gonna start monday and i was like just do me a favor Mm. start today don't be putting everything off till monday mm. start wherever you're trying to do today mm. um and if things are in the way, maybe it's not right for you to start, but mm. you need to accommodate whatever you're trying to do into your life. It's not to take over your life. So mm. if you're starting something today, it shouldn't make any difference what else you have on at the weekend or you know what, what's ahead of you. You're, you're changing your life today. And, and one thing, it probably isn't as you know apt now because we're trying to get back into work. But I know mm. people were coming to me six months ago and saying, like, I love all the stuff that you're cooking, and I love the meals, and I love this, but like, we just don't have the time. We get home late. And I'm yeah. saying, like, have you looked at some of the meals? Like, they're yeah. 15 minutes to, to cook. It's not that hard. 
but now we're hearing a lot of people talking about the COVID kilos and putting on yes, weight. Yes, yes. And, and right. their excuse for it now is, oh, we've too much time. <laughs> You're going from one extreme to another. If you've too much time, you should be cooking the healthiest foods, yeah. the best yeah. foods, yeah. you know, the nicest foods, you know, for everybody. But unfortunately, people don't. And, and people are trying to, you know, and look, we're all guilty of, you yeah. know, trying to come up with an excuse as to why we should eat this and shouldn't eat that. And I'm not trying to tell people they shouldn't. Eat and things, you can make the case know. for anything, yeah. Yeah, but it's it's you're still in control of it. So no matter what the situation, you still have that choice. So it's making those yeah. good choices. And, and that's that's exactly you've hit the nail on the head. It is choices, and I often think it's never time anyway, Rob. It's always no. priorities. It's always yeah. priorities. You know, you're just what are you prioritizing ahead of your own health and well-being is often the the question that hits between the eyes. Yeah. The, and I, and I, um, mm. I think as well, like when, when, like during this time, and it has been difficult for us all. I'm working from home. Yeah. Sivan is, is, is out working every day. So like it's hard and, and we've got the, the kids at home. So we're like many other families and it, it's hard to make those choices. And you can be, you know, sort of swayed towards or I'll just have this or I'll just have mm. that. Or, but it, like one thing that, that I spoke about at the start and, and having that strong why and the strong motive. And for yes. us, it was the two boys. And a lot of the time we, we feel like giving up or quitting. But like one bit of advice is if you are thinking of that, just remember why you started. Yeah. And if the reason was because of your health or your kids, you know, that's long term. So don't quit if that was your why or your motive. Keep going. You know, which is more important? Um, which do you want most, I suppose, is is, yeah. is the question that 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 I'd be asking. Yeah, yeah, that reminds me of a definition of discipline that I've often shared with groups. You know, back to yeah. choice, you know, choosing between what I want now and what I want most. Exactly. Um, and look, you have to be you have to be disciplined. But the thing about discipline and, and especially when it comes to weight and trying a lifestyle change as such is you have to be disciplined, but you have to be consistently disciplined. Yeah. Yeah. So it's making those yeah. small changes. What can I what can I change today that's gonna help me tomorrow? So small changes equals big results. You know, yeah. it's 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 using those small changes. If you think, right, I'm gonna go on, you know, this mad regime where I'm gonna run every day seven days a week and i'm going to only eat this every day seven days a week after day three day four you're going to be starving you're going to be worn out and you probably won't stick with it yeah yeah you yeah, have to do yeah. you have to be eating things you love you have to be you know doing the exercise that you love i don't particularly like running so i'll go walking in the yeah. evening I'm not going to, you know, force myself into doing something that I don't like. I'm not going to force myself into eating stuff that I don't like. Yeah. So try and, you know, think of the foods that you love. How can you make them better? How can you make them healthier? How can you make them tastier that it's going to fill me up and that I'm going to want, you know, more of them and yeah, I'm going to want to continue eating them and enjoy it. And yeah. it's the same with exercise, any type of exercise. I, I loved what you said there a moment ago about accommodating it within your own life rather than the... You know, it, it's adjustment. It's, it's 1%. I love, there's a few things you've touched on there that accommodating within your life, knowing your why, the 1%, the 1% when you break it down for the minutes out of the week. I love habit stacking is a phrase I'm sure I'll utter myself again at some point. <laughs> um, if we're, we're all stealing and borrowing these phrases oh, off other oh, people. Comes from no, nothing, nothing now, nothing in, no. in, in 2020 is original. So. No, but it's, it's um, how would I say it? It's... Um, but, but when it's meaningful to you, that's 
that's why it's powerful to share it. I mean, that's no different than say, you know, you're speaking earlier about the common sense stuff and the cliches. It's like, you know, cliches are cliches, Rob, because they're based on truth. Like there's no way to get away from it. It's just true. That's that's why it's a cliche. Um, I always like to, to wrap up interviews with a few sort of quick fire questions, Rob. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it just sometimes leads somewhere else. And sometimes it just gives more insight into yourself. What's your most cherished possession? I'm going to, I was looking at this question and I was going to say at the moment, um, I know it can't be a a person or anything Mm -hmm. like that, um, but I'm going to say the back garden. We got the back garden one there and it only finished. So people are calling it the Love Island Garden because we have the Astro and the Patio down (laughs) and the big brown fence. We've got a seven foot fence built all the way around. I've got a Buddha in the middle of it and the white stones and the decking lights. So we're out there doing our, our yoga you know, we've done it once since we got it, but look, let's say we've, we've done our yoga. Um, and when the sun is shining there, because we're with the southeast facing here in, in, in Lucan, it's um, it's a great garden. It's a sun trap. So I'm going to say the back garden. That That's a, yeah, and, and and so fantastic to have to have that space, particularly in recent times. Yeah, The lads thought when we were putting down an Astro, they were getting a football pitch. Oh, I'm quite sure quickly, they did. We, we quickly moved the goal out to the front. <laughs> Tell me, Rob, what are you most grateful for in your life right now? I think, yeah, what we've achieved, but definitely the, the togetherness of the family that we have. So myself and Yvonne and the two boys, and even that extends to our own families as well. I mentioned Yvonne's dad passed away yes. in February. And, the, you know, the camaraderie between all Yvonne's siblings and her mom and all of us together, um, I think we, it really shows the, the, the strengths that a family can have together and, and, and supporting each other. So, yeah. so that's definitely the family that I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You mentioned earlier, I think it was Jerry Hussey who had mentioned about, you know, your eight-year-old self, you know, how would they view you currently and the choices you're making? And that was one of the catalysts for you to, to instigate change. Yeah. Another question, if, if you could send some advice back, say, to your 20-year-old self, what might you send back in time? I think I would believe in myself more. Mm-hmm. Um, don't give up the football. Um, I, I was uh, as a kid, I was probably half decent at football. I did have a, a, a genuine excuse in that I got epilepsy as a child, so right. I that kind of ruined um, the any chance of a footballing career, and also um, the education that I was having because it's a neurological condition. It doesn't really help your brain, so um, I struggled a bit, you know, especially through my teenage years. Mm-hmm. But I, I would be thinking, you know, never give up and, you know, the usual ones, do what, do what you want to do, do what you love doing, keep yeah. doing what you're doing and, and believe in yourself, you know. Yeah. And again, they're, they, they might be common ones that people mention, but it, it's because they're important, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's wisdom. Um, uh, anything that you're reading at the minute or learning or... Yeah, well, I try... To- I try I try um listen to a lot of podcasts actually mm. and they vary like we, we mentioned Russell Brand, I, I try and yeah. listen to the Peter Crouch one for a bit of light hearted stuff. Um I listen to the likes of Pat Dibley and Carl Henry, yeah. Jerry Hussey when he has a um a podcast out. So they, they vary around a little bit. Um and then I try and bring the humorous ones and, and Russell can be humorous and serious as well yes. uh, Peter Crouch again just quite humorous and, and not always all about football I like the Dave McWilliams one as well um, 
yeah, the economist ones is, is yeah, really good. And again, I, I, I always see them. It, it's a bit like your phrase habit stacking as well. If I'm out for a walk, it's often a yeah. podcast I'm listening to. Exactly. Or it might have been just a tune or something. Um, yeah, and it, it's it's easy to it's easy just to, to stick in the, the headphones and, and listen away when you're walking. And you tend to enjoy it more as well. And you forget about that you're actually doing a little bit of exercise. That's true. That's true. And the, the reading side of it, again, back to Jerry, uh, I'd done a podcast or I'd done a webinar with Jerry a couple of weeks ago, uh, Jerry Hussey, and yes. he had mentioned the book and he, he always quotes a lot of the, the phrases from it. Um, it's a Viktor Frankl book, Man's uh-huh. Search for Meaning. Uh, so yeah, that's what I'm, I'm in the middle of that at the moment. It's actually quite a small book. It's a, um, it's a only, small book, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's only, I think, 150 pages or so. But again, uh, Viktor Frankl being a, um, a survivor of the of Auschwitz, yeah. and then he, he's talking about. He went on. Obviously, he was a psychiatrist, I think, as well. So he he went on to come up with some some of the best quotes. You know, of you know, he who has a why will find a how. Yeah, which is, you know, something that's very important to yeah. me having that why and why to start. So that's what I'm I'm reading at the moment. But again, I I've just finished Philly McMahon's book, The Choice. Yes, um, I read Enda McNulty's book, Commit. So they're all in around the same ideas. I flick in and out of, of some of the guys that spoke a pendulum. I'd always try and pick up yes. a, a few books at that. So Tony Robbins, uh, um, who else am I reading? Um, oh, there's a few others that was that spoke at all in the even. It, it's all part of fuel and the Joe market. Dispenser, um, yeah. all those type of, of books as well. Yeah, and then on the learning them. side, I'm, I'm always trying to. I'm, I'm doing. Um, I'm in the middle of doing a coaching course now as well. So just to help me coach one-to-one coaching with, with others. Um, so I'm halfway through that. And I try and, I try and upscale every year. Um, I've done digital marketing last year. I've done leadership and management last year. And I also done, my, my favorite one was i done comedy in the Gaiety School of Action. <laughs> <laughs> and that, I think that's just coming out of your comfort zone. zone. I was going to say that, that push comfort zone. <laughs> Absolutely. So I try and do a few things, you know, all the time. So the coaching one I think is going to be good for, I've actually learned an awful lot from it and just how to, you know, approach people and the questions to ask and become probably a better listener than talker, you know, because mm-hmm. a lot of my background would be speaking at events and hosting events and emceeing events where you're very much the speaker. Um, so it, it's good to actually take a step back. and It'll, and bring, a, a lot of, it'll bring a lot of things together, the coaching yeah. stuff, because you can apply it anywhere, of course. Uh, last question, Rob. Any, any particular motto? And I know you've mentioned one or two like little phrases and quotes. Any particular motto mm-hmm. or quote, though, that, you've, that you keep close to your heart or that's um, a constant yeah. source of inspiration? Yeah, uh, definitely, definitely one that I keep close to my heart. In more ways than one is a phrase called Minartka Kurlikeila. Okay. So it's a, it's an Irish quote and it means there's no strength without unity. Okay. Um it's I suppose it sums up, you know, the togetherness I suppose that myself and Yvonne have and supported each other throughout the way. Um and that's from back to when we met first to the mm-hmm. to the journey we've been on. Um I'll flip it on its head and Yvonne won't like me for saying it, but it's also the motto and the the phrase that's on my favorite club's jersey as well. Oh, which is, of course. <coughs> which is St. Patrick's <laughs> Athletic in Inchicore. So, you know, Kukurlikaila is all over the walls, all over the stadium, all over the jerseys down yeah. in Inchicore. Yeah. Um, and I also have a tattooed on my chest, which brings it oh, close to my heart. So. It is literally close to your yeah. heart. 
purposely no, no. there. So yeah, Ninarka Kurlikaila. A lot of people using it at, at this moment in time yes. during COVID as well. Um, so yeah, it, it, it translates. There's no strength without unity or strength and unity together. Yeah. Um, so it, it can there's layers. Either there's, or both. there's layers to that one, Rob, for sure. Yeah. Um, fantastic! I can't believe how this chat has gone by so quickly. Let me give the the details again because say with the Instagram, it's Rob and Ivan is the is the handle on it for the for for at least the daily pictures and sources of inspiration and the food styling uh, and then of course there's the website as well rob and the website rob. has yeah some of the corporate stuff we're doing some of the um some of the recipes as well and then rob cullen on linkedin then as well yes of course. rob cullen 79 on twitter very important as um, well. yeah rob cullen 79 on twitter i know it well uh, Rob, thank you again. I've, I've picked up plenty from that chat and, and I knew it would be good, but it's great to get, I think what it is, and you've touched on it yourself, just that sense of common sense. It's like you've walked the talk here um, yeah. and, and you've sustained it. And I think that's a very powerful message. So, so, so thank you for, for, for joining us on this week. No problem at all. It's been great. Really enjoyed it. Good. Um, so thank you for, for tuning in. I hope you've picked up a few tips from, from Rob there as I did myself. Um, if you think you know of anyone who would find this conversation useful, beneficial, be sure to pass the details on to them. I'm James Sweetman. As I say, thank you for tuning in and until next week.